0: It's a Tech Tuesday, and News Talk 1010 tech expert Carmi Levy is here. Good morning, sir. Good morning, John. Great to be here. All right. So now, Elon Musk wants to implant something in people's brains. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, you know, he, he gets all the headlines
1: for, you know, the, the circus that is Twitter, but he owns some other companies, he's CEO of other companies, he owns Neuralink, uh, which is a company that its basic mission is to take computer chips and implant them in our brains. So uh, and and then allow, for example, people who cannot walk to walk again, it bypasses, for example, a spinal cord injury to allow people who cannot see to see. Uh, so it has some potential potential. Really cool medical implications uh, can really solve some things that have up until now not been solvable. And there are lots of companies around the world that are working on uh, technological implants. And Neuralink is one of the leaders in terms of the maturity of the hardware. So they've been working with the U.S. Food and Drug Administration for a number of years to try to get approval for human trials. They've been testing them on animals. They've been testing them in computer simulations, but never on humans. Well, the company announced just a few days ago that the FDA has, in fact, uh, given them the, uh, the the permission, the green light to go ahead and start putting these things in humans for what they call investigational purposes. In other words, they're not going to solve anyone's uh, anyone's major uh, medical issue just now. They just want to see if it works just to set the baseline for future research. That's what the company says. The FDA still hasn't said anything. They haven't announced it. So we're not quite sure if this is Elon Musk, Elon Musk being Elon Musk or if things are really on the up
0: and up. All right, and speaking of all things Elon Musk, uh, there was a leak at Tesla that apparently has unveiled all kinds of concerns about safety. Yeah, this is a bad thing. Uh, So about 100 gigabytes
1: of data ended up uh, in the hands of a German magazine called Handelsblatt. 23,000 internal files, 100,000 current and former employees had their data, their private information, so financial information, banking uh, information, salary data. Uh, and all that uh, included, as well as uh, transcripts of communications about some of the investigations that are going on into their technology. Cars are unintentionally accelerating into other vehicles and infrastructure. Cars are slamming to a stop uh, spontaneously in the middle of the highway while people are driving them for no reason uh, that anyone can tell. Uh, and, and And the evidence shows, the data shows, that company employees say, don't commit anything to email because we don't want this this conversation to be tracked they want everything to be oral so Company's not looking so good. Technology is clearly not not ideal, uh, and obviously they can't keep their employee information safe. So the interesting thing here is this happened in Germany, which of course, subject to European privacy law, known as GDPR General Data Protection and Regulation, uh, they could be fined billions of dollars for this. And Now we're watching to see what European officials are about to do.
0: Seems like for the last few months we've talked about nothing other than Chat GPT and how it's going to replace us all. And and now a lawyer has used it to prepare a brief and it didn't go so well uh,
1: not so much. Remember this name, Steven Schwartz, works for the uh, New York firm of Levido, Levido, and Oberman. And he's uh, he was representing uh, a client who flew on, on Avianca Airlines. Uh, and he says that he was injured on the plane. And uh, and there was a motion to dismiss. So they filed uh, a citation uh, or, or they filed a brief with a whole bunch of citations saying this is why the case should proceed. Well, he used ChatGPT to create the brief, a 10-page document, but really really, really didn't bother reading into it. And it had a whole bunch of citations, uh, Martinez versus Delta Airlines, Miller versus United Airlines, Varghese versus China Southern Airlines that never existed there was wrong information we know that chat GPT sometimes lies and this was one of the cases anyway everyone you know in the court the judge and the jury they started reading this and they're like where are these citations coming from they don't exist in real life so he's been busted he is now under investigation uh, he has to appear in front of the, in front of the judge uh, next month uh, and he says I had no idea that ChatGPT lies sometimes. I had no idea that this was the way it works. He didn't bother reading what it spat out. He just cut, pasted, and submitted it to the judge really bad move, and now he needs a lawyer himself. Right. Well,
0: I hope nobody had to pay for that. Um, (laughs) I hope they got their money back for sure. (laughs) It is so routine. I see it happen in a restaurant all the time where a kid needs to be distracted so a parent just hands over a tablet. But uh, there is an urging that we should be reconsidering how much time kids spend in front of a screen. Yeah, we absolutely should. So there is a uh, there's research uh, from Canadian researchers at the University of Laval
1: and University of Ottawa that suggests very clearly that our their screen time went up significantly, but seventy six percent during the pandemic, and now that we're on the far side of the pandemic, it's gone down, but it hasn't gone down to baseline levels. And they're saying that's because we've changed the way we interact with people has changed, and we're using our technology in different ways. They've actually the Canadian Pediatric Association. Has actually, changed its guidelines based on this information. If you're a parent, don't just look at the numbers that, that the overall hours that your kid is spending. Look at the quality of time that they're spending. Screen time is okay if they're using it for good things, for if they're using it for physical activities, if they're playing physical games, if they're socially interacting with their friends through video chat, but if they're mindlessly scrolling through feeds, that's considered bad time and you've got to watch out for it. So Pretty significant wholesale change in in sort of the guidelines that parents have to follow. No longer is it just about total amounts of hours. Uh, it's about how your kid spends that time and, by extension, how you spend that time because the research also shows kids model their parents' behaviors, do, don't just say.
0: Okay. Well, all I can say is Peppa Pig still freaks me out. But anyway. <laughs> My dog loves her. So, yeah. <laughs> Thank you, sir. <laughs> That's John. That's Garmi Levy, our tech expert. And, yeah, my niece uh, watches Peppa Pig. And not anymore, actually. She's too old for Peppa Pig now, but she used to. And, first of all, the accent. I mean, I realize Peppa Pig's British. Apparently that's why a lot of children have British accents these days. But how long does it take anybody to notice that both eyes on Peppa Pig are on the same side of the head? It's like this mammalian flounder fish.